Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hooligans Pitch. This is Michael, and uh, as you can tell, I am alone on this one. Um, physically, not emotionally. Very, very together with Chad at this moment. Uh, today is uh, October 18th, uh, Tuesday, just a couple days after Liverpool beat Man City 1-0. And boy, that was a very, very wonderful, fun day Sunday. Um, probably one of the happiest points of this season, and, and it could be the the happiest point of uh, of the past year. It's been a you know a crazy year to be a uh, Liverpool fan. A lot of a lot of things happen in terms of how well we did within last year. Um, you know, losing Mane, the injuries, the really rough start to the season we've had. But now, after this win. It, it feels like uh, this pressure has been released. Um, you know, the weight off the shoulders. Uh, a goal that Mo Salah desperately needed in the Premier League to kind of get this new rhythm going. Um, it was fantastic. It was such a fun match to watch. Uh, my heart rate was jumping from 120 beats a minute to resting at 60 uh it didn't go back down from 120 very much um especially once we hit minute 70 and uh and then our crazy finish that was just what a ride um insane game uh there's something about city when liverpool plays them where we just take it to a whole nother level and i wish that we could play city or at least have the the mentality (laughs) <laughs> that we're going against City every every game we played because with that with that amount of energy and passion like this team is unbeatable um, and it just goes to show how good we can be when everything is is right I mean we shut down the best goal scorer we've seen in the last decade in Holland um, we shut down the midfield of Bernardo Silva who didn't even have a position and was just free roaming everywhere. We shut down Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, Foden. I mean, the list goes on. We look. We made Rodri look like he was lost. Pep was losing his mind on the sideline. Um, I, I've never had so much fun watching a game. It's been a while, you know, watching a game alone and um, having a blast. That was so fun. So I'm going to continue my little monologue here with You'll Never Walk Alone with just some stats that we've had against City in the last 10 games. Uh, Liverpool has won four, drew three, and lost three. Um, the three draws have come in the last year, which have just been deadlock games where both teams were just bringing it, but we just couldn't. There was just such a uh, an epic fight between the two that no one could get out of this headlock. Um, but the, the main stats that I found kind of crazy, which Liverpool only had two shots on goal, uh, one being Nunez, one being... Sala, uh, 13 shots total, but City had six shots on target, 16 shots total, and best game we've seen Allison play in, in a long time, stopping you know, tremendous shots, um, and then of course had the beautiful slipping assist to Sala that uh, you know people are saying if he slips and he kicks the ball and it's going to touch someone's foot, it's going to be a goal. Uh, two assists on the season, uh, uh, and that's more than. Uh, than uh, Jack Grealish has had with City in the last year. So, well played. Um, I I think a pretty mind-boggling stat is I felt like Liverpool kind of 
dominated that game. I mean, we really shut down City's midfield for a good chunk of that game, but uh, City with 909 touches compared to Liverpool's 602. Yet I never felt like Liverpool was on their heels. Um, you know, they never sat back. The heat map actually makes us look a little better um, seeing the positioning of City and, and how they were trying to get guys going. Just It just never happened. Um, they, could, they, they couldn't get anything moving. Um, despite Holland having four shots uh, on target, um, you know, well played to the defense. That Virgil played like he should have played all year. Um, it was special. It was awesome. It's one of those games where I just hope we can carry this. Um, you know, seeing Klopp lose his mind, that definitely had a huge factor in, in how the game ended. Uh, it, it shows his players that he has their back no matter what. Anthony Taylor is out of his mind for not calling some of the fouls for both ways. Um, and then, of course, at the 96 minute, we lose uh, Diego Jota, and now he's out of the World Cup. So that that really hurts um, our team and uh, and just his his first World Cup. I mean, it, it's such a bummer to see these guys go down so close. I mean, we're roughly a month out now, um, and it's it's heartbreaking. So. You know, I hope he rests up. I hope he gets healthy soon. Um, we'll definitely need him post-World post Cup in December. Um, but, yeah, I just want to take this moment to kind of release my emotions. It, it is a couple days after the fact. Uh, I think if I would have been on this immediately after the game, uh, I, I probably wouldn't have said much uh, besides just a lot of let's go and, you know, best team in Premier League. Uh, but this just gave Arsenal a huge chance to... I'm not going to say run away with it, but y'all got a four-point lead now. That's that's pretty serious. Um, and, and knowing cities, you know, they'll go on another unbeaten stretch here. Uh, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they don't lose for a while or draw for a while. And and Arsenal, they can't slip. Um, but now Liverpool has got this momentum that, you know, I don't expect to win the league this year, but I do expect people to have a newfound respect for this team. Um, we just have to carry that momentum from this game. Um, well played. I'm going to transition transition this into uh, Chad's take on the game. So um, here's just an audio recording of Chad. And uh, I haven't listened to this. This will be my first time listening to it. Uh, so here you go for you to enjoy. You'll never walk alone. Okay, hopefully you can hear me well outside, trying to stay out of the wind. <laughs> um, so I guess we got to start with Liverpool and Man City. I mean, what a game. Compared to what Liverpool has been, this is just, this is the Liverpool that we used to know, right? Just threatening on the counter, but also solid in, in defense. Virgil van Dijk looks like his old self, just commanding that box and, you know, credit to Joe Gomez for stepping up too because he really just honestly pocketed Holland the whole game. I think Holland had just that one clear chance where he kind of floated off of uh, Gomez. But beyond that, I mean, wow, what a full, uh, complete performance from Liverpool today. Um, yeah, I think they did really well to just, like, frustrate City on their attacks and, force them outside and 
you know, force the cross in, which then, you know, easy win for Liverpool. Virgil can just head them away. Um, let's see, Robertson's return, I think, also provided a lot more security and stability in the back, but as well as, like, just a ton more energy in the midfield on the, and on the attacks, which Liverpool's been desperately missing. And uh, Milner on right back. I gotta say, it's a smart move. It looks way more defensively sound than with Trent out there. I don't know if Trent was still feeling something from the Arsenal game or what, but, you know, I think he's going to have to take a hard look at his uh, his defensive practices that he does and kind of step up his game. Uh, I mean, Salah's goal, the turn on Cancelo is just beautiful, just perfectly takes the ball and sprints past and lifts it past Ederson. I mean, what more could you want? Uh, Anthony Taylor, of course, had to show himself, as he always does in every game he reps. Sala running down the line, and Bernardo Silva just uh, kind of getting carried by Sala, right? And no call there. It's just I get they want to allow it to be a more physical game, but this is just clearly a foul. Like, no intention to play the ball. Just how, how is this not called a foul? The, the line ref is right there, and nothing's called. I don't blame Klopp for getting a little angry at the guy, and red card feels a little bit harsh for him, but, you know, I think it probably added to the the drama and the, the passion and, and the drive for Liverpool for the remainder of the game, so it all works out. But, uh, man, Darwin Nunez, we got to talk about that guy. He, he He's hungry for these goals. I can see it. He, you know, lives off sides. But, man, his decision-making today was just terrible. He gets in these great positions and doesn't see the pass. I don't know. Is he not looking up? Is he not confident in his passing ability? I don't know what it is, but Salah's wide open, and he doesn't even see him. He tries to, to play the goal, and, you know, same with when he finally breaks through and tries to chip Ederson, and it just, like, it wasn't even a chip. It was just, like, a, he just, like, scooped it up a tiny little bit and just... Not not embarrassing, but like definitely not the uh, the look you want from your your star signing striker, right? And I mean, I gotta end this by saying, you know, as an Arsenal fan, thank you Liverpool. It is very cool, well done. <laughs> uh, but since we're going Arsenal, let's uh, let's talk that game because why not? Um, I mean, wow, that was just such a sloppy game from Arsenal today. It was just nothing could go right. It was it was sloppy passes, sloppy tackles. I felt like every second ball just fell back to a Leeds player. And, you know, it, Arsenal was just under the press the whole time, which, you know, credit to Leeds for, for putting out that performance. And, you know, honestly, you're probably unlucky to come away with the loss, but the way it be sometimes, you know? I've seen this Arsenal team has got some fight in them that recent teams of, of you know, past, I don't know, at least five, maybe ten years don't have. Like, this is easily a game that Arsenal would have lost in past seasons. So it was nice to see a team willing to just fight and suffer and, you know, do what they can to, uh, to secure the win. Um, I do think this will 
hopefully be a good wake-up call for the squad. Just, you know, things have been going so well. It, it, this might be a little bit of that humbling experience to bring them back down to earth a little bit and, you know, um, make sure they're, they're focused on this game-by-game basis and they don't get complacent and they, they're still doing everything they need to do and, and being fully focused in these games. Um, Sokka's goal, just a lovely, lovely smash with, like, zero angle in his weak foot, but, you know, credit to Rodrigo for that perfectly crossed cross-field uh, ball to Sokka. It was just, you know, perfect. Like, is he trying out for Arsenal? Because that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good play. <laughs> uh, man, I guess my final thoughts here, just VAR is finally on Arsenal's side, it looks like, this season, especially this game. I think some of the calls were the, maybe not incorrect that they're overturned, but, you know, it's it's that gray area we've already talked about of, like, sometimes things will be called, um, you know, a, a, a penalty or a foul outside the box, but then you get in the box and it's too soft to be a penalty, so, you know, you take what you can get and Unfortunately for Leeds, this uh, did not go in their favor today. But, yeah, you know, Arsenal for the best start of the season ever. Four points clear at the top of the table. It's early days. You know, I'm not. I'm still not trying to get on the, the Arsenal can win the league or challenge for the title, but still feeling good. Still, uh, I'm going to say enjoying games, but this game I did not enjoy. I was just stressed and annoyed the whole time, but... Glad to see them come out with the win. So, uh, yeah, there's my spiel. Hopefully it sounds okay. <laughs>